0: One, two, three, live, and we are back with the Possibly Haunted (laughs) podcast. We've got Bentley jumping around here. Uh, This is Carson, and I am here this week with... She's back! No, Uh she's back! Let's be so happy! Snaps Ah. for Carson
1: being back. Yay! Bentley, calm down. (laughs) Bentley's giving me kisses. He's excited I'm back. Hey! Sit. Stay still. (laughs) (laughs) Just calm down. Bentley's like a toddler. toddler.
2: He smells scalp. Well, he missed you. I think we cut Carson Ooh. off on her intro. <laughs> okay, <laughs> 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 so no, I think
1: that, that was. Oh, it's, cute. Wanna no, it's cute.
3: You want to try again?
2: Okay, no, it's fine. She's like <laughs> trying to rip her throat out. <laughs> like a lion <laughs> attack right now.
1: Just, I, I think part of a this a is <laughs> going to stay in. <laughs> I just felt a little. So <laughs> Bentley's just gonna sit with mommy. <laughs> okay, so we are here with
2: Bentley's mommy, Morgan. Hi, <laughs> uh, it's me, Carson's Heather, and Cat. Bentley's chew toy.
3: I was like, we're not all Bentley's mom. Just just Morgan.
2: I'm his fun aunt. Yes, she is the fun aunt. (laughs) So (laughs) I am the
3: responsible
1: aunt?
2: And what does that make me? (laughs)
1: You're like the cool first cousin.
3: (laughs) Who's uh, also, like, Bentley's super into Scout, which is Carson's dog.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't oh. be related because that kind of dating
0: is his girlfriend. So I'm Bentley's like mother-in-law. Oh gosh! Yes, oh, you're no. the
3: mother-in-law. Oh gosh! Everyone hates mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the Steve.
0: But before we get to all that fun morbid jazz, um, our Coven Corner. I
3: didn't know what we were calling it. <laughs> I was like
0: <laughs> Our Coven Corner is going to be favorite book or a book you recommend or favorite author or all of the above. So who wants like
2: to club.
1: start? It's our, it's our coven book
3: club. Our coven yes. book club. I love it. Who wants to go first?
1: I will. So I, I picked my favorite book. Which, um, my favorite book, one of them, because we all have many, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park. I loved reading the book. It was so suspenseful. Like, you honestly didn't know if Alan and the kids were going to get out of the park alive. And, like, even though I'd seen the movie, you know they make it. Um, it's also really good. Also, Ian Malcolm dies at the end, but then they bring him back for the (laughs) second book because he's so popular. (laughs) So that was interesting. But I also picked a favorite author, um, because I reread this author's books a lot, and so, like, literally all the time. Her books are my favorite. I love Laurel K. Hamilton. I think she's a wonderful author. It's paranormal romance, so it's adult only. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But not until book <laughs> <laughs> three.
3: Oh, you were telling me about that. That's right. Okay. Steaminess. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. It's so called Foreplay.
2: Not for Catherine. <laughs> mm, or Heather. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, oh, I that wasn't note. talking about that. I was talking about the book series. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on but, that note, okay. Um, my mom listens to this.
0: My Y'all said we could
3: talk about sex. I'm sorry.
0: Favorite, possibly one of my favorite authors. I also had a hard time choosing. Um, it's going to be Anything Written by Ellen Hopkins. And if you've never heard of her or her book series, I recommend, I think it should be mandatory that all teenagers <laughs> read it. Because it, like, is one of those, that doesn't sugarcoat, like, drugs or sex and things. It's, like, one of those books where it really tells you, like, dude, if you do this crap, um, try not to curse because of Cat's Mom. Um, then it's there's, okay, like, I actual, just can't curse. <laughs> you're fine. It shows, like, the actual consequences that you've got to, like, deal with. So I like it. Um, favorite book, though? Oh, I think I have to go with Catcher in the Rye. Like, it holds oh, such yes. a special yes. place in my heart.
1: so bougie. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that, like,
2: everyone's favorite? I don't know. I'm such
1: a literature person, guys. Oh, like, the well, you're not going to like my ride. favorite author
2: then, oh, so. <laughs> well,
1: it's it's not either that or To Kill a Mockingbird, guys. They if just... you say Shakespeare, I'm going to borrow No. No, 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 no.
2: Hey, hey, hey.
1: So what is
3: it, since we're, we're yeah, let's, see let's we're prepare for this?
2: Well, let's build up. My favorite book series um, is actually a young adult series. And it is the um, Blue is for Nightmares series. In general, there's four of them. And it's by, uh, the last name is Stolars. So, I read this when I was a teenager. And it's essentially about this girl who practices witchcraft in her boarding school. And she um, basically figures out through prophetic dreams and little, like, candle ceremonies about how to solve murders and, like, stop crazed stalkers, and, like, it is very formative in my sort of what I like in novels sort of thing. So, but as Morgan said, um, I'm a little bit bougie, and, um, and if I had to pick a favorite author, it would probably be Milton. Uh... Like I like Milton. (laughs) Morgan's making a a face. Snobs. (laughs) 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 I like it. (laughs) And you know, she picked two of my other favorite books. So you know, me and you, Carson. (laughs) Yes. Classic lit people. Except for you wouldn't like all my other philosophy books. But other than that, Mm. true. Because I hate Kant.
3: But Aristotle
2: Can't stop, but won't I stop <laughs> 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 I, I had, I had, had another <laughs> phrase that I used for him
3: <laughs> We had a lot of Kant phrases When we had to take philosophy I mm-hmm. can't even <laughs> I can't even. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna die Okay, so um, I guess that leaves me And this was, it was hard for everybody But I read so many I mean, we all read different genres But um, I eventually settled on Bentley
1: Sorry, I'm trying to make sure Bentley doesn't eat person <laughs>
3: My, uh, I finally settled on, uh, the King Killer Chronicle series oh. by Patrick, uh, Rothfuss, mm-hmm. and the first one is Name of the Wind, there's a second one, a third one I think he's still working on, please finish hurry, <laughs> um, and, uh, then there's like a little side, uh, book that talks about one of the, one of the really, really cool characters, I'm not gonna get too much into it, cause y'all should all read it, it's fantastic, um, I don't really have a favorite author, um, I'm very an indecisive person, so when I actually know what I want, like, Tex-Mex all the way, that's good, but I don't really, <laughs> um, I don't really have a favorite author, so I'm going to go with favorite genre, which usually anything, folklore, supernatural, fantasy, really? mystery, you wouldn't have would guessed it with know. me. Actually, Never. before I remembered that really? this is the, the series that I liked, um, I actually was going to be like, a uh, favorite book, Grimm's Brothers Fairy Tales, because oh, no. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. Which is what I wanted to so. say. I
1: also found out something this weekend, since it's book-related, that the person who does the audiobook for the Dresden Files... Mm. It's Spike from Buffy! Bradley. Oh, yeah. But okay. he's not actually British! <laughs> he's an American actor! And I didn't recognize his voice at
2: all! And yeah. James
1: Marsters! And I was yeah. like, that is Spike!
2: <laughs> Just as an aside for anyone who hasn't listened for long enough, I'm the only one who has survived the childhood weird passion about vampires. Survive?
1: <laughs> what do
2: you mean survive? I came out without any.
3: Oh. I don't think that's survival. I think that's, you just, you went Deprived. away. Deprived. Deprived. You went to, yeah. yeah. See, really I, um, okay. I not to sound uber, no. uber hipster, but I was really into vampires, like, before Twilight and all that. Oh, yeah, I think. Can I just say
1: that I read Twilight before Twilight was that cool <laughs> thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I hipster, liked- hipster. <laughs> Well, the you know why? Because when we read it, we were the target audience. That's true. Uh, when we it were. came out, we were the age she was hoping to target. So yeah. now we look at it and we're like, "Oh, the writing is not that good." But when we were younger, it was good. I liked it too this when it came true. out. But then
2: no, I, I did like romances. I did get obsessed, oh. and I <laughs> yeah.
1: watched it in theaters with my mom, like, 12 times. <laughs> Literally. I think my obsession
2: started with Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, and, and I could see that. Like, I enjoyed the book. I just couldn't get into the movie. Like, I think... Carson loves the movie.
3: Old, old school, like, just straight-up Dracula?
2: Straight-up Dracula was, like, solid. But, Nosferatu. like, was <laughs> Not, Nosferatu. Oh, not Nosferatu. Not liked Nosferatu. I really Nosferatu, but the, um the the original like Gary Oldman Dracula oh no yes. I'm not talking movies yeah. I'm talking book
1: yeah we were talking book
2: <laughs> yes, I oh yeah remember. we
3: went from one storytelling to a different type of <laughs> but, storytelling
2: but like I don't know I I just found them to be uh, similar to magicians and I never liked magicians I don't <laughs> like magicians slimy the <laughs> I find them slimy <laughs> I mean real life ones yeah but book ones are normally good book ones are like Harry Potter ones. Yeah, I was about to say. So what? What about no, Harry like, Potter? I
1: feel like Harry Potter though is wizard and magician. I feel like it's a different class. That's totally mm, yeah, true,
2: true. Okay, so I like it when it's real. We got way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It happens. I can edit out if it's too long. There, <laughs> there we go. Human
3: experiments. Yes. So speaking of, who would like to start with? Mine isn't creepy or Do you want to ease weird. Into it? So like mine, just like a, like it's just a general thing. So maybe we'll start with this and then we'll build up to the. Mm. Yeah. Twisted shit.
1: True. announcement that Heathers deals with anatomy?
2: Human sexuality. (laughs) Uh, I mean, sexual content. It um, was originally suggested to me to do uh, by a listener, Taylor Dole. Oh. Who is in Colorado uh, right now. (laughs) But um, I was like, ah, I don't know, I kind of want to do MK Ultra, and but it's a really, really cool one, so I hope someone asks me what they want to do, because I want well, to tell them. and I had, a, I had
3: one, but I'm going to save it for a different, maybe, conspiracy episode, so then I was like, oh no, what experiment am I going to do? And that's when Kat suggested this, so, yeah. uh, but we had a recommendation. Yeah, it was a recommendation awesome.
2: from Taylor Dole. I love you, Taylor.
3: We do take recommendations, <laughs> which we'll talk about more later at the end of the podcast. So, we'll start with mine, just we'll ease into it. Yeah. Um, It's not, I don't think it's... Parts of it are, like, unethical and twisted, but in general, like, a normal kind of experiment. Um, but it's the Masters and Johnson Human Sexual Response. Um, William H. Masters and Virginia E. Johnson, (laughs) uh, they focused on the diagnosis and treatment of sexual disorders and dysfunctions from 1957 to about the 1990s. Um... Their focus was on the study of structure, psychology, physiology of sexual behavior. They kind of focused on uh, masturbation, sexual intercourse, both the response of the acts and the actual individual sex organs during sexual excitement. I don't know if I've said the word sex. Enough yet. That's um, yeah, <laughs>
2: about. Not, not quite. Say it, like, three more times before you continue.
3: Sex, sex, sex. Okay. Cool. Let's
2: talk about sex, baby. baby. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Let's talk about mm-hmm. all the
1: experiments mm-hmm. on the brain during the O's. I don't know. That was, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about,
2: about science. Musicians, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so their first uh, data collection actually involved... Um, prostitutes that they were the people that they sex were observing workers. sex workers Sorry. <laughs> my research said prostitutes so
2: well that's that's the original like term.
3: terminology but yes yeah, sex workers um, there's about 145 of them uh, but after a while they decided to involve um, civilians uh, about 382 women and 312 men mostly white, mostly higher education and mostly married couples. Um, and there was an estimated, I'm using quotations here, 10,000 complete cycles of sexual response. It's a lot of observation. Wow. And this, all this, all the, the observations, because this was direct observations, happened in a laboratory. And the, the, uh... How
0: uh, romantic. Yeah,
3: I don't know <laughs> if like, get so, in the mood So, and we're actually, laboratory. yeah, we're gonna get to that. So the, it the could be your thing. Or it could be. The participants actually also got, like, a practice run before the actual observation just to help them kind of get to where they needed to go but um so that was the original stuff um they they did a lot of different types of experiments like i said they were focusing on masturbation and they would have people become sexually aroused and then they'd actually like look at the sex organs they'd measure they'd come up with all these different um <laughs> i know
2: i'm getting I i'm just actually made a not face g- <laughs> when she said measured.
3: <laughs> <laughs> data collection guys science um yep yeah. <laughs> yep, science and uh, th- their conclusions uh, were framed in a way that used language that promoted sex as a healthy and natural activity, and that could be jo- enjoyed as a source of pleasure and intimacy, not just for baby making. Although that is a viable reason to have sex, and that
2: is a very like positive sex positive it way. Of
3: it's a it. so at the beginning was very sex positive. Um, they quotations here discovered not only the female orgasm, which yes, by the way, listeners... It very has to be real. It's very real. Um, it was real before, but it was officially, you know, sure. scientific.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain just went push the button, and then my brain also went.
2: I have a contra dance called push the button. Oh no! Oh no! I'm oh, It's gonna have a whole new re- meaning. And I, uh, yes. Uh, uh, so not uh, only did they
3: discover <laughs> the female orgasm, but they also discovered. Um, the lubrication effect that females have, because apparently that wasn't a scientific thing
2: uh, believed in the world. <laughs> Every room I ever of okay. in my head. But, no, the thing is, you know, something that I, I realized while I was doing this is there is iconographical evidence of it existing before they did this study. Like, back to the Renaissance. So, like... Because as we talked about, female orgasms
1: cures female hysteria. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, but that, see, they just, that's, that's for, like, medicine, you can't just, like, this have it, if, unless you're, you are hysterical. Like, I think this yeah. was a way to scientifically justify a natural and yeah. pleasant activity.
2: because, like, back in, okay, fun fact, in the Renaissance time period, when you were about to get married and you were a lady, you were given a book. <laughs> and, on occasion, some people were given books. I know that you happened were rich. in Italy. And this book uh, contained diagrams about how to prepare yourself for your husband, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not like the lubrication effect was not known before...
3: <laughs> Apparently, it was a big breakthrough. They wrote two books, so, and it was a big thing. It
1: wasn't known in the scientific community. We'll go there. Yeah. It was
3: um, like everyone
2: kind of knew it, but now they're like, listen, we could put our name had, on this. Well, it's and official. like, <laughs> you, like they, they
3: collected the data, they recorded it, yeah. took pictures, all that kind of stuff. So, there were the... The experiments were in four stages. The excitement phase, which is foreplay. Um, (laughs) You're missing
2: the interpretive dance that's going on. (laughs) Visuals,
3: people. um, The plateau phase, which is just in the middle of everything, but not quite orgasming. So, like,
2: is the plateau phase
1: the, like, don't stop? Don't stop! We're like almost the there. there. Like, almost uh, to the yes, moment. actually, that <laughs> is just two seconds more. <laughs>
3: that's the uh, that's the plateau phase.
1: From, from what I gather from cinema, because I've never experienced it at
3: all. Um, then the third <laughs> the third stage. Everybody, guess what? Orgasm. <laughs> Wow, um, and then the fourth one is resolution, which is normally when you cuddle if you're a cuddler, or you high five, or you <laughs> high five, <laughs>
0: go shower and be like deuces. <laughs>
3: I mean, wh- you, you do you, people. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's only four stages. So if anything else you're doing, um, I'll throw the shoes Do some out research. Say, there's the door.
1: <laughs> you can't get
3: off now. Yeah. Oh, also Are on top of all their female discoveries, they've discovered that men need a break in between, whereas females don't necessarily need a break. Meaning they can have multiple <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> Gatorade, guys. Gatorade. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so that's that's all that's the. Uh, I know. Okay, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry. This <laughs> no, is. No,
2: this is very important. It's this just, is. This
3: was a breakthrough. This was the 1960s. Like, this is a big deal mm-hmm. at the time. Also, free love. Anyways, the part that I really didn't like time. was mm-hmm. between 1968 and 1977. Um, Masters ran a program. Um, to convert homosexuals to heterosexuality. Boo. Very much boo. Very unethical. Um, very not okay with it. Because at the time, uh, homosexuality was still classified as a psychological disorder. Yeah. And... His partner, Johnson, wasn't really for this kind of treatment. <laughs> his partner's name was Johnson. And that was actually the female. Yeah. That's Virginia Johnson. Yeah. Um,
0: so funny. It
3: is. Um, but she was kind of against it. She didn't really believe that this was uh, a problem or that it could be cured. And she actually thought Masters uh, fabricated his successful data. Um, And even though he was warned not to, he published a book which got a lot of negative feedback. And this trial involved 94 men and 82 women. Um, But it's just all kinds of wrong. We don't have to get into the politics of that, but...
1: Why why was there negative feedback?
3: Because people believed um, that he fabricated his information, but they also um, were... It was getting to the point where um, they didn't believe you could... Cure it, or that it like even or either even it, that
2: it should be. Cured. Well, that's
3: what I'm saying. There was there was people who th- who thought couldn't cure, and then there were people who thought that it, there was nothing to cu- cure.
1: Gotcha.
3: Yeah. So, um, but so he kind of like fell out. He he did a lot of good work before, in general, with the positive sexual experiences. What if you have been friends with Freud. Uh, they actually in my research they kept mentioning like freud like yeah, references and stuff like that just yeah just what
2: i hear i'm like hmm. but there was yeah, also freud could have hung. <laughs> <laughs> i might have like, punched, punched
3: freud um
2: i mean i think we would have punched a lot of a lot of people,
3: people. that's why we we're living now um and i'm learning how not to punch people that's not the legal or uh, mature thing, right? Okay. Yeah. Legal. <laughs> Remember when we were talking I focus about I on legal. How You
2: don't you don't physically harm people because that heals. <laughs>
3: yes, <cat. laughs> you
2: emotionally scar them because that costs them much it. more money.
3: Okay, so in I'm Hi, just mom. <laughs> ra- wrapping this up. Um, overall, there's a lot of criticism in for their data and their methodology, but the big 3 things that they that people had problems with was that they overgeneralized um, their data. Like, it's good data, um, but they said that this is how all men and women are, where they were just focusing on, like, a certain race or a certain, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So it was, it was an overgeneralization, um, which kind of happens in a lot of psychology. Not all, and it's I know it's hard, but that is a, that is a problem that happens sometimes. And then it wasn't culture-specific in the results, which kind of goes with the overgeneralization. And then there wasn't... A real scenario Because they were performing in a lab Versus in a bedroom or in a car Or whatever might be their place You don't know where in people car. go I'm just saying um, Not everyone likes the bedroom Anyway, so they, they just Some didn't uh,
2: like Whatever tickles or pickle We're not going <laughs> to judge So yeah, so
3: human experiments But like not too crazy Except for the converting part oh, I don't know why I did quotations It's actually straight up converting
2: but you know, conversion is not. N- it's icky.
3: So who's the next step up?
2: Miss <laughs> Carson. Carson Whoa. raised her hand again. <laughs> yeah. This is a audio podcast. <laughs> Y'all can't see what's happening. That's alright. <clears throat> um, mine is,
0: oh excuse me, known by a couple different names. Um, it was first known as the Special Office, but in 1953, it is now more well known as Laboratory One. Laboratory 12, or The Cell. There's just a lot of different things you could call (laughs) it. All of them really creepy. Yeah, I like, I like, I think I like Laboratory 12, though, because it's like a little, anyways. I like The Cell.
3: Yeah. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) So, but basically, this was a, um, a Soviet experiment that they did on, um, their enemies of the peoples, what they called them, um, where they were, what they were doing is they would take these people and they would tell them they were giving them medicine, And, um, and they'd put them in meals or drinks, and they would give it to them while they were in their cells, hence the name. Um, but it really was, like, poison. And their goal was to create this, um, I think they called it, like, an odorless gas, or some kind of, some kind of odorless poison that couldn't be detected on, like, autopsies and Yeah. in hindsight. Um, and so they were testing it on tons and tons of people in the goal, and, like, to create this, this weapon, basically, Um, it, it kind of really started from what, like, what we know in, uh, like, 1920s, like early, Mm early 1920s. Um, and surprisingly, since 1991, because of all of that, and, like, has prolonged since then, um, it's been the creation of biological and toxic weapons that they use in Operation Forces now, um... What's actually really crazy is when you start, like, looking at the side effects of the the poison. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sorry, I'm, not try, I'm trying not to laugh at Bentley here.
3: Is it, like, everyday stuff that we experience so we know that we're now being poisoned? <laughs> what? Did I just jump the gun on the conspiracy? Well,
0: it's not, it's, it's not even a conspiracy. <laughs> it's like a... Let me see. Ten trails.
3: Ah. trails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so these people, they said they'd be... They, physically became changed before they die. So, like, the people, like, for some reason were becoming shorter. What? And they were, like, really weak, so they couldn't, like, like movement, like, just getting up and walking, and so stuff became really hard for them.
2: Um, there are some pictures that are reportedly from that that I've seen on the internet that are really rough to look at.
0: Yeah. Because you're
2: seeing, like, humans. You're seeing other humans in these states. Yeah. And you know, that they haven't consented to this.
0: hmm you know? And that was another thing, they because they were slipping it in their food. And then they said towards the end, they became calm and silent, and most of them just, like, died. Um, and so, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's obviously, wrong. we have our wrong for the moral reasons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of, like, prominent victims that they know about, um, which there's a huge long list that we won't go into. But I guess the first... Victim. So, like, aside from the public enemies, what the uh, the guy who's running it, whose name I will not even try. Ooh, do you have it pulled Uh, yeah. Hold on. It's do we to make one. a
2: game at, game at trying to pronounce his name? Marinovsky.
3: I'll take it.
0: Marinovsky. I think,
2: Marinovsky. think she
3: won. <laughs> I, th- I agree. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even
2: going to try good. that.
1: But <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Go <Good> Morgan.
0: So. <laughs> Myronofsky. Um, what he was doing is he got approved to use this on people he didn't like. So after they, like, figured out, like, oh, hey, this actually kills people, um, and does what they want, he was personally, personally executing people who had wronged him, and so, like, that's what happened. So it went from, like, these prisoners to, like, this guy who was, like yo, that guy pissed me off and this girl looked at me wrong and so yeah. I mean, she said no to my drink the other week. Yeah, I mean it probably wasn't quite like that. But I I, think you can assume. I mean it's entirely
2: possible.
1: You, I mean it's the perfect example of the phrase absolute power corrupts absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh That's uh um, ah, human. But
0: the last thing I'll say on it is like the first major prominent victim that they found from this was actually a um a russian military union general and that beca- caused like a lot of controversy because he overdosed from this poison and had a heart attack and so that's kind of how a lot of this came into light because people were like what happened and that was in 1930 so this had already been going on for 10 years with their cell victims and then you know that's when they started bringing it to like more as a weapon against
3: other people it's so yep. Pretty effed up. Yay. Yeah.
0: And one thing me and Kat were actually talking about prior to this was this is not like an uncommon thing mm-hmm. that happened like that the Soviets did or whatever. This is actually a really common thing that people do against um even like their, their own enemies citizens. of war
2: or even or prisoners, like yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Prisoners
0: um it's, you know. So.
2: so this isn't just some off, oh in the Soviet, you know, they mm-hmm. did this and this and this. There have been multiple experiments, even in... I, we're in the U.S. right now. Yeah. In the U.S., sorry NSA people listening in, um, that have given substances to people who did not consent and yeah. followed in a bunch of really not-so-good experiments. <laughs> so, yeah. Not-so-good. Do you want to segue into your I mean, we <laughs> can. Um, because mine is good ol' USA MKUltra. Um, so... Project MKUltra is a super fun thing that I think about a lot. Um, which, so it was a codename given to a series of experiments um, on human subjects, uh, which were very much, sometimes very much illegal. Um, and so it was designed by the CIA to try to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations and torture, um, and to weaken individuals uh, mentally to uh, force confessions through mind control. Yes. Yep. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm. So they basically took super fun time drugs and turned them <laughs> into... <laughs> okay, um, clarify super
3: fun oh, time Oh, sorry. Drugs?
2: Um, they took essentially what would be uh, psychedelic drugs. and <laughs> By super fun time drugs, I mean, like, think of things that you might see at a party in the 60s.
1: Kids, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Say don't no. Don't do drugs. Read
2: <laughs> Ellen Hopkins. Also, all about it.
1: also, adults, drugs are still bad.
2: Yeah, please don't do drugs. We like you and stuff. But, so they would do stuff like LSD testing. Like, they dose people with LSD to see if that would change their, um, their abilities to lie and to keep information inside. But, so, they did a bunch of things, including um, using other chemicals other than LSD, hypnosis, sensory deprivation isolation, verbal abuse, and a variety of other fun methods of torture. Ooh, isolation, though. So, like, I'm just saying, one of the phrases that I'm constantly telling these people, because I'm definitely one of those people that stays up real late listening to conspiracy theories, is that the government hates you. And it's not an act of hate, it's more of the, um... They're not going to bring you flowers on your birthday. I feel the like we... The government loves no, you. No, they do not!
1: <laughs> for your own
2: safety. No. <laughs> because you can't understand. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we got into this last
3: episode as oh, well. Oh, we did. Oh, God. But
2: still. <laughs> so. Oh. oh, Okay, pause. Pause. Bentley is having yes. a moment. and we're back okay so basically it began in the early 1950s and officially halted uh in 1973 however it was kind of like curtailed slowly throughout the t- throughout those time periods so like essentially there's there's a ton of of experiments that were performed, and I can't really get to all of them. So it's like mind control, um, techniques and stuff like that, where you're really trying to break down someone's like, But like psychologically. Psychologically. Okay. So. Like what you do. <laughs> I'm not, uh, no. Not
3: torture. <laughs> not torture.
2: Not Not what you do, but what you could do if you were cross. Oh yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, that works. We talked about LSD. So there were things like, um, there were a Okay, so there's one specific uh, thing that I want to talk about, which was called Operation Midnight Climax.
3: I almost... Yes! (laughs) Yes! yes.
2: So the CIA set up several brothels um, in San Francisco where they could obtain a selection of men who would be too embarrassed to talk about the events that were going on. Entrapment! Yes! It's (laughs) entrapment! So the men were dosed with LSD, um, the brothels were equipped with one-way mirrors, and they were filmed. So, they were given an LSD without their knowledge, and under bright lights, with the doctors taking uh, notes, they would extend their trips if they refused to reveal secrets. People under this interrogation were CIA employees, U.S. military personnel, and agents suspected of working for the other side in the Cold War. Oh my gosh. Turning against your own people. just so you know, all of this stuff is causing long-term debilitation and several deaths. Like, it's really, really, really bad. And so, there are things, like, heroin addicts were brought into this and oh, promised no. more heroin if they did this, yeah. stuff, you know. So, like, it's a lot of stuff that's really horrible. They did, they put amphetamines into one arm and barbiturates into the other, which is, like, really Dog. bad. Yeah, those you don't know. mix. Yeah, it's not good. So, everything's horrible, <laughs> and, like, the government hates you.
1: Okay, so not being <laughs> up on my drug culture, I don't know what barbiturates are.
2: Let me come up with a good... I know what Invenomines are. I'm going to come up with the, the more official way. I was like, find a so better
1: example. I'm asking, are they downers? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So a barbiturate is a drug that acts as a central nervous system depressant. <laughs> so uh, think about euthanasia and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why eyes. Like, but things that have treatment for migraines are barbiturates. A lot of...
3: You are a drug user. So,
2: so (laughs) Well, we we can get into this later, and it doesn't really uh, apply to this, but, like, a lot of the drugs that you use, like, that are prescribed to you are drugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. So it's just a different level, and it's controlled. (laughs) So, you know, it's that sort of thing. So they also used heroin, morphine, uh, mescaline, alcohol, sodium pentothal, like, a lot of really horrible stuff. So, like, all of this is going on. It's awful. There are a lot of people not. Did like anyone to this. like
3: make make it out okay? Yeah. Like...
2: So, uh, actually, there are a couple people I will name. a Couple people that made it out. Um, like the early days when it was just like LSD, a lot of them were fine. Okay. Um, it was just but, LSD. Well, no, not, like light doses of LSD. Because they also would dose people like a hundred times over the the dose that you're supposed to have of LSD, yeah. and just like mess with them. Like they tell say. them the world ended and sit them in a room and they would freak out. Like, they they did one that I heard of that, basically, um, they took a bunch of people, gave them a ton of LSD, except for one, and said, the world is going to end if you don't figure out this thing. And they thought the world had ended. Like, these men in this little bunker thought that the world had ended and everyone was dead because they couldn't do anything, and they were high. So it was really bad and mentally damaging to them. Yeah. So, okay. So, in 1973... Does anyone know exactly what happened in 1973? It was Watergate. And Yay! so, CIA director Richard Helms who uh, ordered all the MKUltra files destroyed. And oh. we all know that Watergate was not so good for the government. Um, so basically, because of everything that had been going on, it was really horrible. It came out. People knew what was going on. And so, like... The volunteers were not so volunteer. It's like there some legal problems in, uh, involving consent. There was a family. Frank Olson's family received um, seventy-five, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars by an act of Congress. So there's a um, there's a couple people, and it's funny that we talked about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest earlier because the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> Nest volunteered for the MK Ultra Experience, what? Uh, involving LSD. Um yeah, and you know if you're reading that book, I'm like makes yeah. sense. While well, he was a, a student at Stanford. Um so the the experiences that he had while under LSD actually said that made him promote the drug outside of the context of hail <laughs> <laughs> So he had a positive experience. And okay. he uh and it influenced the early hippie culture kind of deal with L S D so um Another person, Robert Hunter, who is an American lyricist, singer, songwriter, translator, poet, um, yep. mm-hmm. best associated with the Grateful Dead, um, really? Yes, he Ooh. was an old, he was also an early volunteer at Sanford, um, so apparently, um, right Stanford, right? the test that he was in was, well, they used a lot of college campuses, because um, <laughs> college kids will do anything for money. I mean, <laughs> because we're hungry. Bucks. I've definitely... We're so hungry. I have gone to a couple of these, like, we'll pay you $25 to sit in a room with a mirror in front of you, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> they do that, like, here at Tech on the psychology building, you have to go to the top floor and it's windowless. Yeah. Do they pay you? They, yeah, they, they pay, pay me uh, to do fifty dollars. Like, like, okay, tomorrow we'll go no, check it okay. out. Okay,
2: <laughs> this is a side story. <laughs> okay, so uh, just so you know... End of the thing. People were dismissed. It was really horrible. Everyone knows about it. So fuck the blah, government. Blah. Okay, yeah, basically, <laughs> the government hates you. Further um, proof. And so, but okay, the the side story about my personal college experiment, <laughs> you know, like um, experience is, I was in a test where they had us drink beer, um, and sit in front of a mirror. And they were like, "Let's talk about how drunk you are." And I was like, "I'm not drunk at all. Plus, that beer kind of tasted like water. It was fake beer." Oh, it's nice. the worst. <laughs> but, but they you were trying know to say.
0: So many kids in there who's like,
2: "I just had like six I'm so intoxicated. I'm just." And they were
3: like, were like, "I was really good, fake drunk."
2: They were like, "You drink as much as you want. Just sit in front of." Some... And they were talking. I think the study was like, when you feel insecure, you drink more, and you get more intoxicated. But I'm just sitting in front of this mirror, going because eh. <laughs> <laughs> cats over here. Are like I'm cute. I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I can already see this scenario in my head:
1: and me looking in the mirror with my beard And going,
2: "Hey, good looking." <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the okay. synopsis of MK Ultra. We will come back around to this because I have conspiracies. <laughs> so, okay. They also use children. Okay, done. Okay, we're moving on. So, Speaking so, of children. <laughs> oh God, are you okay? Pause. <laughs>
1: This episode, I guess, then on a more somber note, uh, I sort of picked the Nazi experiments because obviously it's very famous that the Nazis did human experimentation in the camps. And this one actually has to do with Auschwitz, so it is Joseph Mengele. Mm-hmm. Got our resident German speaker in here. Um, so he was an SS physician that conducted medical experiments on the camp prisoners at Auschwitz. He earned a PhD in physical anthropology from the University of Munich in 1935, and in 1937 he went on to become the assistant of Dr. Ottmar von Wirschier, who was a leading scientific figure known for his research on twins. I find that that's oh, and then also in 37 he joined the Nazi Party. I just find that important because when you get PhDs in something.
2: Like, he didn't get a PhD in medicine. I think he may have later went on to be, like, a real doctor. So he's not, as certain members of my family would say, he wasn't... He's a doctor, but not the kind that helps people. He didn't help anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Too true.
1: But, you know, doctors take an oath to do no harm. Right. And he was sort of on the track to becoming a doctor, but he's also, like, an army physician. So, not army, but, you know. Anyways. So... The physicians, physicians, at Auschwitz, they performed uh, their rounds, which is where they basically set the the ramps from the train cars, and they selected prisoners um, and decided if they went to go to work or if they went straight to the gas chambers. Mengele was known as the Angel of Death, or sometimes the White Angel, for his uh, really cold and cruel demeanor on the ramp. And while he didn't, like, perform the selection duty any more than any of the other medical officers, he often, he is, he is the most often one recounted in survivor, survivor tales and stories, um, because he would often appear off-duty in the selection area whenever new prisoners arrived. He was looking for those twins. Mm. Was- In- influenced by that other doctor, I'm guessing, he had a fascination with twins.
3: Was he the one that, like, would offer
1: the children candy? That comes later. Yes, he <laughs> was. Yes, he was. Um, so, he had a variety of uh, research interests, including a fascination with the heterochromia, which is a condition where an individual's two irises are different colors. Hmm. He would, um gross, and he would often collect the eyes Mm. of subjects mm -hmm. to Mm. furnish research material that he sent off to a colleague who also studied eye pigmentation. And, um, he conducted multiple experiments in an attempt to unlock the secret to artificially changing eye color. Uh, those various experiments he aimed to illustrate the lack of resistance among the Jews at Roma to various diseases, the, he, was, he was a big um, figurehead in uh, Hitler's what, Final Solution. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Ultimate Aryan race. So he's trying to help prove that the Jewish people are inferior on a genetic level. Um, he was attempting to demonstrate that the degeneration of Jewish and gypsy, quotations, gypsy, blood through the documentation of physical oddities, by harvesting body parts. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That
0: word
1: harvesting just it makes yeah. it extra worse. Uh. Not surprisingly, most of his test subjects died from these experiments, or they were just outright murdered in order to facilitate uh, post mortem exams. Mm. And for these sort of autopsies and grunt work of removing limbs, Mengele would actually use prisoners who were physicians to aid in his autopsies. There's a couple of books, I think, of a physician who was forced to work with him. Oh, no. Under duress. Mm -hmm. So, he was known for taking sort of extreme measures with things. So, there was, like, a story of, like, a whole block of women in the camp that got a lice infestation. And to solve that problem, solve, I'm using this word very...
2: With quotation marks and... and He
1: gassed the entire block. Yeah. Wow. 750 women. Yep. Mm -mm. There was also another example where this woman arrived by train with her, like, 14-year-old daughter and was, like, refusing to be parted from her because I think that she was going to the chamber and he was... Or she was... And the other daughter was going to go work or for experiments. I don't remember. But... Refused to let go and, like, gouge some of the other officers that were trying to separate them, and Mingala just walked up and shot them both, and then said, get rid of this filth, and they gassed the entire train car. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yep. So... Why I think there's evil in the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He had a very special interest in twins, especially identical ones. He was most interested in their blood, and um, he eventually you know, bled several of them to death just by drawing too much of their blood. At one point, 14 pairs of gypsy twins were rounded up in the night and placed on Mengele's polished marble dissection tables, and he put them to sleep. While they were sleeping, he injected chloroform straight into their hearts, cool. killing them instantaneously. He then dissected and meticulously noted every piece of the twins' bodies. He did a number of experiments on twins and often murdered one when the experiment was over, Like, one would die from the experimentation, and he'd murder the other one to Mm -hmm. then compare their bodies in the autopsy. One thing that really stood out to me was when he took a pair of twins and sewed them together to create his own Siamese twins, Uh, which, of course, they got, you know, infections and all that kind of stuff, and he would inject one twin with something and wait to see if it affected both of them, Mm -hmm. and, like, would transfuse blood between twins and he would inject chemicals into their eyes in an attempt to change the color. And that's where, yeah, he would often befriend the children, bringing them candy. And some of these kids, fresh off the train car, immediately separated by their parents really young. Suddenly they're sort of getting treated better yeah. by somebody. Mm-hmm. They'd call him Uncle Mangala. And, like, the older kids were always suspicious, but... Can you just imagine uh, someone no. you think is being nice to you and then... <laughs> because he didn't just do like medical experiments he would I mean they were all technically medical I guess but it wasn't all about injections and blood he would do physical experiments like stress tests I guess mm-hmm. um, he would perform some of the, some of the experiments without anesthesia he would transfer blood from one twin to, to another he performed isolation endurance tests and Texas tested reactions to various stimuli um He would give them lethal injection of, like, germs. He Mm. would do sex change operations on these. And not just twins, kids. Um, He would remove organs and limbs and apparently experimented with, researched on, incestuous impregnation.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Did not look further into that. Yeah. There's a book called Children of the Flames by Joe E. White that chronicles the medical experiments of approximately 3,000 twins who passed through Auschwitz.
2: There are interviews with some of the twins that survived, and it's harrowing.
1: Only a few of the 3,000 twins survived to tell their story. Uh, It's really, yeah, it's really awful. There's, um... There was one that I found, just a short little snippet, that he, one of the twins, survived, and he says that Dr. Munga had always been more interested in Tibby, I'm not sure why, perhaps because he was the older twin. Mengele made several operations on Tibby. One surgery on his spine left him, left my brother paralyzed. He could not walk anymore. Then they took out his sexual organs. And after the fourth operation, I did not see Tibby anymore. I cannot tell you how I felt. It is impossible to put into words how I felt. They had taken away my father, my mother, my two older brothers, and now my twin. Mm-hmm. This man was just awful.
3: Well, we know where he is right now, if
1: it place exists. <clears throat> um, he's, yeah, he yeah. is obviously dead. He, um, he was captured, but there's such a veil of secrecy over his experiments, like a lot of them still
2: aren't known, the full extent mm-hmm. of what he did. And his papers, he tried Which to... Which is surprising, because the Germans at that time were, like, meticulous note-takers. They had notes.
1: He tried to transfer his notes to, a, to another colleague, and, like, the truck they were in, like, caught fire or something...
2: Oh, and okay. And I think
1: he also just destroyed some of his notes so that it wouldn't be found out.
2: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, because he was captured. Um, he he left Auschwitz disguised, but he, he was captured by the, the U.S. military. That's
3: right.
2: And <clears throat> then... Yeah. So... Okay, well, um, I, I have <laughs> a couple options for levity if we're done with... That. It's,
3: uh, it's really dark, really fucked up.
1: Yeah. I think he died, um, yeah, while in the ocean, he suffered a massive stroke and oh, began to God. drown. When thank he was dragged ashore, he was dead. So that's how he died. Ugh. Ugh. In, uh, in the ocean? He made it to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. At first, when he got captured, the military didn't know who he was yet, because his, you know. Communications back then weren't all that great and so I think he actually managed to escape like the first time he was he was captured. probably Because they didn't know exactly who he was. Because news
2: traveled a little slower. Just a if little. If they had Facebook God <laughs> everyone would have known about it.
1: Yeah they would have known his face they would have known what he had done mm-hmm. and it's just so awful to know that like these people remember him and had stories and to think that one person could stand out so much in mm-hmm. all the concentration camps that there were, uh, and, uh,
2: he's not the only one that stands no. out. He's just a main one. There was someone with like um, human skin furniture. So, oh uh, yeah, popular culture Gravity reference, episode, basically. But okay, so here are our options for levity. I could read everyone's horoscope, or I could tell you a series of fun facts. Horoscope, <laughs> horoscope. horoscope. Okay, horoscope. we're starting out with Leo. So, Yay. Leo. Of course, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it's the first one that. I no, I know. I'm just messing where around. Monday is that? <clears throat> so, if you are a Leo on January 29th, 2018, because that's when we're, uh, we're recording, recording this. Yeah. Uh, today is one of those days in which you just want to lie on your back at the ground and look at the clouds, Leo. <laughs> yes, yes, it was.
1: <laughs> so, for anybody who doesn't know, I, Morgan, Emma, Leo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and as
3: soon as we're done recording, she's going to have some her time. Um, It's been a long day Relaxing
2: (laughs) One of us, me, brought her some bath bombs (laughs) So excited Your artistic mind can easily spot one that looks like a dragon One that is a chair And one that looks just like your mother Oh, the clouds, got it I was like, what am I spotting dragons (laughs) Get someone down into the grass with you and show that person what you see (laughs) Bitly There's a reason why your brain draws attention to certain shapes and not others Find important clues in this information I didn't look at any clouds today, but I did take the time.
1: I doubt anyone from my office is going to listen to this, so I'll admit to goofing off at work. I might have read a
2: Harry Potter, Snape-specific fanfiction at work. <gasps> <gasps> ah!
1: Morgan! Ooh,
2: I'm from work. I could tell on you. I'm not
1: going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just scroll back. Look, Kat's texting me while she's scanning.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, That's good. We have blackmail on each other. Yeah, we do. Um, so next is Gemini. Woo, woo, Carson, that's me. Share more of your passion, love, and happiness with the people around you, Gemini. Put your energy towards a group project and work to co-create. Oh, I was talking Yay. today about how much I hate group projects. Not this project, that's but I like group, this, group But like, Wait, I'm in the middle this of, this of a plan. school
0: group project, oh, yeah. and someone today. Okay, this is side digress. But I was like, I was like, I don't even want to learn the name of these people because <laughs> um, I hate group projects that much. Because I'm like, listen, if I screw it up. No one to blame but myself. But if like Susie screws it up, I'm gonna be pissed. Sharon, <laughs> Freaking God. Susan, Linda. You
2: know, I get you. My so mom's much. name is Linda. <laughs> okay, not <laughs> Linda. Not you, Linda. The other Linda. <laughs> that other one we
1: hate.
0: Um, I really hope no so, one in that group's name yeah. Linda.
1: <laughs> I always, I always think of uh, the movie Fa- Family Vacation, Christmas Vacation. I'm sorry, Christmas with Vacation with the neighbors and the tree goes through their house. And they're like, why is there glass on the floor? And the husband goes, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> so my mom's name is Margot, <laughs> And so at Christmas time, she asks us questions. And simultaneously, my dad and I,
2: I don't know, Margo. <laughs> she hates it. Okay, I love um, it. That's awesome. Work to co-create something much more magical and meaningful than anything you could create on your own. Whoa. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag possibly haunted. You aren't close in this, uh, you aren't alone in this world. And you will find a great deal to learn from working with people you have a close relationship with and with people who share similar ideals.
0: Aw, guys.
2: Yep, Yay. that's right here. Hey, the so coven. quick,
0: quick digress. Aside from my lovely coven ladies right here, if you're in the Lubbock area and you happen to be at First Friday Art Trail in March, me and another group of my ladies are putting up some artwork, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're a group creating a little thing in a studio. So and since she, uh, she
3: mentioned that, uh, same First Friday Art Trail, March uh, 2nd, uh, the, our, the Irish set dancer is going to be doing a little open class with the Yellow Rose Kaylee Band. So. Yes. So I'm going to be dancing
1: and arting that day. And
3: musicing. Well, it'll be all of it. Next
1: up is Sagittarius,
2: right? You're Sag?
1: Yes. Okay. uh,
3: Sagittarius, please.
1: (laughs) So I'm fueling this Gemini creative spark for a minute by giving her a calligraphy fountain pen. Ooh. And she's using my
3: spiral. We are helping her.
2: Lovely. Okay. Okay. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Keep your fun-loving spirit pure, Sagittarius. <laughs> Heather's as a, face right now says, mm, as, a, as I'm wearing all black. <laughs> Be careful that you aren't making witty conversation or entertaining jokes at someone else's expense. I... Yeah, Heather. Don't do that. <laughs> Never. I was gonna, gonna say, in. yeah... Heather,
3: uh, Heather totally <laughs> jokes and makes fun of people. That's yeah. what Heather does. That's a of thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, well, I'll take I'll take the advice. The
2: this of the type of behavior castles. is likely to come around and haunt you later. It already does.
3: You are you sure that was your horse? With then? your your freaking dance. <laughs> my dance. Her what she thinks white people dance is, and it's not the cabbage patch people. It's not the cabbage patch. Oh, so
1: like any time Cat tries to convince me to dance hip hop and then laughs at me. I th-
2: I love when she dances, and when I when I'm happy, I laugh. She giggles incessantly. So of course I'm not I gonna dance in front of her. It makes so happy, and so I'm like, yay! <laughs> you know, it's it's an honestly, like it's my reaction to a lot of things. So people misinterpret it. Anyway, Okay, <laughs> um, right, Yes, continue. Keep things positive. At all times, especially when you're tempting to you're tempted to spread information about someone who isn't exactly flattering. <clears throat> Today's is one of those days you could easily slip and get your foot stuck in your mouth. Well, Gokeydoki then. <laughs> Every day.
3: I feel like y'all's were like pretty positive, and mine just like stop being a bitch.
2: Uh, well, we haven't gotten the Scorpio yet because I am the Scorpio. So. If you find yourself needing to do something in order to escape your life for a while, Scorpio, uh, every day, <laughs> <laughs> then you may need to try to examine your life more closely. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, Instead of trying to figure out what the best means of escape, <laughs> try to figure out the best means of making your life more enjoyable. Ooh, See, you're yeah, trying to yes. escape Lubbock,
3: but you need to <laughs> learn how to make it work. Make
2: sure you're happy yourself. With you're happy with yourself. ...and the things that you are currently doing. If you aren't, then it's time for a change. Oh, wow. So it agrees with me that it's time so for a change. get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a job. I'm helping with the letters. <laughs> Anyone that wants to hire me. Hi, my name is Catherine. I'm about to get a PhD in musicology, fine arts. Uh, I've spent multiple years being an editor. I've also worked for an archive for multiple years... And Just, I'm
1: a sparkling personality. You can contact Morgan White for a reference for her. Or Heather um, Belts. <laughs> I'll make sure that it's really bad. As as <laughs> she know. has
2: to stay here. Oh,
3: see, well, according to my horoscope, <laughs> I have to make it really, really good. So pick which
2: one you want you, to read. You don't want me trapped. <laughs> <laughs> I won't trap him. That's Sorry, true. this is what I, I think cat pregnant? <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. She's going to look at me and I'm going to be like, whoops, pregnant. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Carson, do you want to bring out? Oh, do you want
3: to social media?
0: Yes. So, thank you guys for listening to this episode of uh, all you know the human experimentation. And to find out more about us, you can email us at possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail I was about to read our password
1: <laughs> <laughs> We still read passwords underneath all those. <laughs> those are for my purposes. Our
0: Instagram and Facebook um, are the Possibly Haunted Podcast, and then our Twitter is Possibly Haunted Pod, so you should check us out on all our social media sites.
3: We, uh, we show visual representations of what we talk about, although we promise the human exper- experiments will be not so
2: graphic. Graphic. Yeah. yeah. Mine will probably just be a picture of the dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. yeah Maybe we'll mine should just be, like, uh, the picture that they used for Lucy in the Sky with Diamond. So, Lucy. if you want to see it, check
3: <laughs> out our social medias. Yes.
2: Yes. And if you have any suggestions, we do take suggestions as evidenced by today. Yeah, please talk to us for if you're listening.
3: Tell us uh, what your favorite book is, or like maybe you give us an example of conspiracy or another episode of Human Experience. Let, let us know what's going on. Or if there's anything specific you want us to talk
0: about, like for an episode topic in general, we would like, you know, ideas. We so. want your feedback.
1: Yay. Thank <laughs> you so much, oh, and... Remember, listeners, that you could be possibly haunted. <laughs>